0: Hello, my friend, and welcome to today's episode of Big Lash Energy. I'm your host, Jaina Marie. Woo! We made it to November, finally. Huh. This might not mean that much to you, but for someone who works in weddings for a living, November kind of feels like the very, very breezy start of summer vacation, I actually booked most of this month off so that I can travel, work out, write episodes, finally get back to me. (laughs) So as I'm sitting here all excited for some time off, I get a bunch of notifications that we just entered Mars in retrograde. I didn't even know that was a thing. I don't know if you follow astrology, but you often hear about Mercury being in retrograde and I can almost always feel that one in my bones. I'll have a random week where all of a sudden I get a bunch of ex-flings or boyfriends or whatever past dates pop up out of the woodwork, and I find myself asking, is this in the stars? So I do that good old Google search, is Mercury in retrograde? And I'm almost always spot on. So of course, I was curious what the heck Mars in retrograde was supposed to mean. Well, I'm here to warn you, apparently for the next few months, we are going to be experiencing a lack of passion, a lack of fun, a lack of sex, and self-expression. Sounds like a party. (laughs) I searched what it meant specifically for my sign, and one of the write-ups said, you haven't seen your friends in a while, which is making you yearn for some one-on-one time. The reason being is that you've gotten too wrapped up in your own life and have forgotten to check in. Don't be a stranger. Plan a little fun get-together. Well, damn, if that wasn't exactly the truth. Between my busy season, trying to get back into shape, planning all my upcoming trips, and writing for the show, I've seriously neglected my closest friends. Thankfully, they understand that I have goals that I'm trying to reach and they have been very patient with me this month. I am planning on doing some catch-up. I've booked Lizzo tickets for myself and four of my closest friends. I'm flying my sister in for a visit, and then I'm meeting up with my girl Elsa in Los Angeles. I kind of hate when these astrology things are right. It's kind of creepy. To be honest with you, maintaining friendships with women is a whole new thing for me. I went a long time not being too pressed at all about having females for friends. In fact, there was a time when I used to say there's no way that I'd ever want to work with women for a living. And now look at me. (laughs) <laughs> a lot has changed. So bust out your coloured string and plastic beads because tonight we're making friendship bracelets while I tell the story of how I went from a girlfriend naysayer to a pom-pom shaker. Let's freaking go. Woo! Welcome to Big Lash Energy, dedicated to helping you navigate life's hurdles with your head held high. We're celebrating wins, learning from our losses, and laughing at ourselves along the way. <laughs> now here's your favourite hype woman, Jana Marie. Jana Marie. Okay, ladies, let's go back in time a little, shall we? Do you remember how terrible we were to each other when we were little? Looking back, I swear we were evil walking around with Tamagotchis in our hands. Do you remember what brought out the worst in us? Do you? It was sleepovers. First of all, we called them slumber parties, but were they really parties? Sure, they might've had board games and maybe a bowl of cheese puffs or whatever, but I can't think of a single sleepover that I went to that didn't involve either myself or one of my friends crying. I don't know if your friends did this, but we used to call each other with someone else on the phone secretly to see if the person we were calling would talk shit. Did you do that too? It was kind of like a gossipy sting operation. It would start out with, you know, sitting in the bedroom, getting a little stir crazy. I mean, what did we even do with ourselves before TikTok and Instagram? Can you imagine? (laughs) Then it was almost as if we needed to start shit in order to entertain ourselves. So first of all, you had to be one of the lucky ones that had a phone in your bedroom that's where the real trouble started. And I always remember that the popular girls had those colorful see-through phones where you could see all the cords and stuff on the inside. Remember those? Otherwise, you had to hope that you got a hold of your mom and dad's cordless phone for the evening. So a friend would say something like, I heard Michelle doesn't like you. And it's funny because now if somebody sent that to me, I'd be like, oh really? Well, fuck Michelle then. (laughs) But instead I'd say something like, what? She doesn't? Want me to prove it? Because I can call her right now. And I'd say, okay, Then I'd sit on the kitchen phone with my hand pressed tight over the mouthpiece so that Michelle couldn't hear me breathing. Then Jennifer would say something like, Hey Michelle, what do you think of Jaina? Then Michelle would say something like, I don't know. She dresses kind of weird. And then my stupid ass who was listening on the other line would start crying. Oh my gosh, Michelle, I thought you were my friend. (laughs) I remember conversations on the phone when someone would ask me about a girl in our class and I'd be straining my ears to see if I could hear someone else breathing on the other line before I said something. Talk about some toxic bullshit. Boys were lucky. If they had a beef with each other, they'd just fight it out immediately and move on. Not us. We'd tell everyone else in the school, except for the person we had a problem with, and then we'd carry that grudge onto the grave with us. I'm pretty sure some of you are still carrying a grudge from middle school. Honey, let it go. Let it go. We were all shitty back then. I also remember doing everything that I possibly could to make sure that I wasn't the first one to fall asleep at a slumber party, because I knew that whoever passed out first would end up with something like whipped cream or drawings on her face, or... She'd wake up to realize that suddenly nobody liked her anymore. It was survival of the fittest at its finest. In this world, you were damned if you did and damned if you didn't, because sure, you could skip out on the sleepover and avoid waking up with doodles all over your face, but you'd also run the risk of showing up to school on Monday and realizing that all the girls who'd been together on the weekend decided that you smelled funny and now you had no friends. Here, my mom was always so confused as to why I'd lose my mind if she said that I couldn't go to a sleepover. Well, she didn't realize that my little girl's social life literally depended on it. Ugh, you could get kicked out of your friend group for the stupidest reason. once everyone decided that I was a loser because I didn't shave my legs yet right I was like 10 who the hell was looking at my legs I ended up moving schools right before junior high right at the time when girls were the worst to each other I was the new kid in a school where everyone else had been together since kindergarten I went a long time feeling like an outsider because well that's how the girls in my class treated me Thankfully, I had other friends that I played sports with, but making friends in my high school was hard. There was a good couple of years where I felt like a pretty major geek. (laughs) I remember crying to my mom that everyone hated me. And she said, Jaina, when you graduate, you won't even see any of these people anymore. None of this is going to matter. And I remember thinking, all right, cool. So it's only going to suck for, uh, well, another six Six. years. I guess because of all of that, I learned that girls were two-faced and not to be trusted. I was nice to everyone, sure, and eventually I hung out with them, but I never let anyone get too close to me. I didn't believe that a girl could keep a secret or that she'd ever say anything nice behind your back. For this reason, all through high school, my closest friends were boys. They talked about more interesting things besides what everybody wore that day. They were more straight and to the point, funnier, playful, and for the most part, they said how they felt instead of lying to your face and telling everyone else. Also, I had a sister who was 13 months younger than me. We were so close that I never really felt like I needed anybody else that bad. At 17, I had my first boyfriend who I ended up marrying two years later and the two of us moved to a new city together where I knew no one else but him. He was very controlling and he didn't feel comfortable with me maintaining the friendships that I'd had since high school anymore because, well, my friends were guys and he saw them as a threat. Yes, because someone that I friend zoned since we were 12 and managed to keep off me during the horniest time of our lives is somehow going to suddenly pique my interest. Yeah, I don't think so. The entire time I was with him, my life was completely focused on his expectations and his emotions. I didn't have any time left over to build connections with anyone else. And it was hard in a new city anyways. During the course of that relationship and the other ones that followed, my focus was always my partner because, as I mentioned, I just never really saw friendship with women as serving any kind of a purpose or having any value. Well, thankfully, that all changed. Once I started dating the man who would be my second husband, I had a lot more time to myself because he was often gone and friends were incredibly important to him. Some might say even more important than I was. So I felt comfortable being a little bit more social. Through work, I met some incredible women and slowly, slowly, our friendships grew. Ultimately, they filled the gaps for me that were lacking in my relationship. When I was alone, they'd keep me company and, you know, we'd have either hilarious text conversations or phone conversations that would last for hours. When I needed to get away from what felt like my lonely birdcage, they'd go on adventures with me. When I felt insecure about my body, they'd train with me or we'd go for a hike When I needed to vent, they would listen. Okay, so before I go any further, I'm just going to give you a quick run through of each of my best friends and how we met. So first, of course, there's my sister. We were introduced by my mother when I was 13 months old, but she didn't have much to say back then. (laughs) Then, of course, there's Ricky. I've talked about her a lot. We've known each other for like 13 years, but we were mainly work friends until after I met my second husband. You could check out episode 12, where I talk about how I actually ended up officiating her wedding. (laughs) Then there's Emily. She and I met right after I got married the second time, back when I was trying to drop some of the 70 pounds that I'd gained in that relationship. I asked my back then husband for a recommendation of a female personal trainer, and he said I'd love her. On our first training session, I was taken back by the way she carried herself. She's easily the most confident woman I've ever met, and the way she talks? (sighs) Well, she serves straight valley girl vibes, and she knows I joke with her about this all the time. I always joke that the day that I met her, she said, Okay, now we're going to train your booty. And I thought, yeah, this is going to definitely be the last time that I train with her. But by the end of the workout, there was no denying that this woman was so passionate about what she does. I signed up for more sessions and eventually the marriage ended, but our relationship was stronger than ever. Emily is such a blessing to anyone that she calls a friend. This woman is so encouraging and understanding. She stood by me during some of the hardest times in my life. And now I'm just so grateful to have her in my corner. Then there's Elsa. Okay, so of all of the embarrassing things I've ever told you, for some reason, this one feels like the worst because you're about to get a very real taste of exactly how big of a dork I am. (laughs) So the first time I met Elsa, it was when I was just dating my ex-husband. She and I were at a wedding show. I was there promoting my makeup business and she was there promoting her beautiful custom bridal jewelry. The outfit she was wearing was so over the top. Her nails were adorned with piles of jewels and rhinestones and my first impression when I saw her was that she was extra as fuck and we'd probably have nothing in common. But I really wanted to collaborate with her so that I could use her jewelry for some before and after pictures on my website. She agreed In the day of the photo shoot, it just happened to be raining. She pulled up in these red Chanel gum boots, And again, I thought, definitely not my people. She's way too fancy for me. Through the course of that afternoon, we chatted while I made over the models and she kept surprising me. She talked about making tortilla shells by hand. And I thought, those hands With all those rhinestone nails on them, I couldn't imagine that they'd ever do any work. But she talked about making all of her meals from scratch, and she really seemed to care a lot about me getting the photos that I needed for my website. Okay, maybe I was wrong about her. The third time we met, she and I happened to be at the same wedding industry event. Her hair was freshly blown out, and once again, she was dressed over the top in a gold shimmery blouse with an oversized fluffy collar and wildly glamorous nails to match. We said hi to each other, but we were there with other friends and again, barely knew each other. Near the end of the night, the owner of the magazine we were celebrating had some awards to hand out. And at one point, she was announcing the winner of the makeup artist of the year. She started her speech about this person and how she loved them and their work. And then to my surprise, she said my name. I couldn't believe it. I I won won the award. award. I went up on the stage to accept it. And while I was looking at her, suddenly out of what seemed like nowhere, everyone started to cheer like crazy. I realized that they were all in on a secret and I was clearly clueless about what was going on. I turned around to see what was happening and I saw my ex down on one knee holding a beautiful ring up and asking me to marry him. You heard me right. I said yes and the rest of that story is tragic history. Where I'm going with this is that Miss Elsa was standing in the front center when he proposed looking like a gold disco ball in the middle of every one of my proposal photos. In other words, I'll never forget that she was there that night. I started the wedding planning and often looked back at those proposal photos. I'd see her in the images, and for some reason, I couldn't help but think that we had potential to be really good friends. I'd ask myself, how in the world can I build a friendship with someone who's just as obsessed with her work as I am? How can I make the transition from work acquaintance to girl bestie? Looking back now, I always laugh when I think about this, because if someone else told me that they did what I did, I would think that they were crazy. Well, you know what I did? I decided that I was going to ask her to be My bridesmaid. Yep. Imagine, we'd only been in the same room three times. I'm not even sure I had her phone number at this point. I knew that asking her to be a bridesmaid was taking our relationship from zero to 100 real fast, but I figured that it was worth a shot. So one day, after a photo shoot, I invited her out for dinner. We ended up sitting at an Italian restaurant, and I was so nervous, I felt like I was asking her to marry me. (laughs) So as we sat there splitting breadsticks, I said, I know we haven't known each other for that long. And... I was trying to find an excuse to spend more time together because I think our friendship has some serious potential. So I was wondering if maybe you'd like to be my bridesmaid? Boom, I dropped the bombshell and then I held my breath. I knew for a fact she was not expecting that. She was definitely taking back. I realized now that there was a really good chance she could have said no. I mean, there are girls who say no to their really close friends just because of the financial and time commitment that's involved. But Elsa thought for a second and then she said, I'd be honored. In fact, I'm going to be the best bridesmaid ever. Yay! Yeah! What a relief. After we got home, she'd already sent me a checklist she found online of how to be a good bridesmaid and sent it to me asking where I wanted her to start. There were like a hundred things on that list. One said, be the go-between for the bride and her mother. What? Who the hell made this list? I hadn't thought of anything besides show up looking cute on my wedding day. (laughs) There were about 5,075 ways this could have gone wrong, but it went so, so, so very right. As you know, the marriage didn't work out, but Elsa and I now joke that I had to get married so that she and I could be friends. Four years later, after my marriage ended, I was so insecure and down on myself. I mean, You'd have to be a self-esteem ninja in order to just land on your feet after your second divorce. You know, it takes a little bit to come back from that. And Elsa, who'd been by my side through all of the ups and downs of that relationship, was determined to hype me back up. I remember she would send me these side-by-side images of myself with super hot celebrities and say things like, Look, this is the kind of man you could be with. Visualize it, (laughs) Jaina. I'll always remember her saying, Forget about him. He's a loser. And things like, Thank goodness you two never had kids it's so good you're single now while you're still young and beautiful isn't that what friends are for i read a quote that said a friend is someone who hates your ex even more than you do and i can definitely say that all of my closest friends hate all of my exes more than i do (laughs) my girl emily heard that he'd left me despite trying to get in shape thinking it might save the marriage and she said fuck it Let's work on that revenge body. And then she scheduled extra sessions with me so that I had a healthy way to channel my energy, relieve my stress and build my confidence all at the same time. Ricky was always down for a girl's night. You know how sometimes after you've been rejected, all you really want is to dress up really slutty and go dancing so the boys give you compliments? (laughs) We all need that little ego boost once in a while, right? Like, oh, yes, mama still got it. So despite her being in a happy relationship the entire time I've known her, she's always been down to go dancing, as well as always being there to listen and offer encouragement when I needed it. My girlfriend stood beside me as I re-entered the dating world, encouraged me to want the most for myself, laughed with me at the bad dates and cheered me up when I felt discouraged or had a bad day. Then came D. Da, da, da. Oh my gosh. If you heard the Fifty Shades of Red trilogy, you already know the wild ups and downs that I went through during that time in my life. Can you imagine the patience it took to be my friend back then? Hearing me cry over and over about the same dumbass. Oh, that's the worst. They celebrated with me when I told them I was pregnant. They cried with me when I lost the babies. They listened as I stressed and even managed to encourage me when things were going well with him. Because really, they just wanted me to be happy. Then, when we finally broke up for good after three years of stress and heartaches, I sat on the phone with Elsa, crying. I said, I've lost my baby. I've lost the love of my life. I lost two husbands. Everybody leaves me. Am I ever going to find real love? Is anyone ever going to love me? Pause. Do you see what's wrong with this picture? Here I was, crying to a woman who'd stepped up to the plate to be my bridesmaid, had the patience to listen to me cry over someone 4,000 fucking times, hyped me up through a divorce. Hell, she'd even done meal prep for me during my busy season, shown up whenever I needed someone, and I had the audacity to ask her, is anyone ever going to love me? She was loving me. She was loving loving me. At that moment, I didn't realize the love that I had right in front of me. But shortly afterwards, I saw a quote that hit me in the feels exactly when I needed to hear it. It said, instead of focusing on the one person walking away, shift your attention to all the other people who are continuing to show up for you every day. It was official. I fucked up. I was putting all my focus on this one person who'd failed me consistently, crying over his undeserving ass when in the meantime, I had all these other women around me loving me despite my flaws and my fuck ups. Elsa, Emily, Ricky, my sister, my mom, my clients, the women who'd encourage me constantly on social media. Maybe it was you, even though they had no idea what I was going through. My tribe. I was blessed. Blessed beyond measure. These women had collectively carried me. They helped hold my head up so my crown wouldn't fall. This realization had me feeling a little embarrassed to be honest because these women had not received the appreciation that they deserved for all that they had done for me. I wanted them to know what they meant. I wanted to spend some time focusing on them. So first things first, I threw a party. In the midst of the worst breakup I'd ever experienced, I focused all my attention on throwing a thank you celebration for my ladies. A champagne boat cruise for my besties. I surprised nine of my closest friends with a day on the water. We had sushi and each lady had her own mini bottle of champagne that we sipped through straws. Then we docked the boat, spent sunset on the beach, and I ordered DoorDash to deliver us dinner as we sipped ciders in the sand and watched the sun go down. Talk about romantic. I'll tell you something. I was less than one month out from the biggest heartbreak of my life, but I never thought about that dummy once that whole day. In fact, I felt nothing but loved, blessed, encouraged, and grateful. Have you ever heard the saying, I'm too blessed to be stressed? For my birthday, a few months later, I figured I'd rather throw a party for myself than sit around being sad that he wasn't there. So I invited all my friends and anyone who wanted to come from Instagram to come and join me as I watched Male Strippers. (laughs) My closest friends and I started with tacos and margaritas at a nearby restaurant before the show. One fabulous IG friend I'd never even met before took a ferry from Vancouver Island, booked a hotel, and showed up with a bottle of champagne and a sword in her purse and sabered a bottle of champagne outside the club. I treated all my guests to lap dances and we laughed our asses off because let's be honest, male strippers are actually really just funny. They're not really that sexy. (laughs) There were times when we were cheering just so they'd feel better because their dance moves were so, so embarrassing. (laughs) Let's just say that one of the main lessons I've learned through all that I've been through is the value of having good women around you. Not just people to party with once in a while, but true soul sisters. Part of my goal in making this podcast was to give back to the women who'd done so much for me. I feel like the women who listen to this show are a collection of strong, fabulous humans who aren't afraid of lifting each other up. I will never stop being grateful for the women in my life. To this day, even when I'm not heartbroken, I make a special point to celebrate the women around me. When Lizzo announced her concert, I saw it as another opportunity to show my ladies some love. I ran and snatched up four tickets, third row, right beside the stage. One for me, two for my friends, and one ticket that was going to be a giveaway so that the winner could come and represent the women of Big Lash Energy. Then I got a call from my dear friend, Shannon Mann. She let me know that she had just passed her real estate exam and I was so, so, so happy for her. She talked about how excited and relieved she was and what a giant change this was going to be in her life. Well, I wanted to celebrate her and her victory, so I put her on speakerphone while we talked and quickly searched to see if I could buy another seat in our row. There was one available, so I asked her. Do you have plans on November 7th? She said, no, I don't. I said, perfect. Then let's celebrate your win at the Lizzo concert together. I just got you a ticket. I posted the contest and chose a woman who'd constantly shared the show and sent feedback regularly. I wish I could buy out the stadium so that I had a seat for everyone. Maybe one day. Regardless, I'm so happy to have you here as a part of this girl gang. You can definitely sit with us. Is there someone who's picked up the phone every time you've called? Someone who's loved you through two, three, maybe four shitty breakups. Hell, maybe it was four breakups with the same stupid ass guy. Someone who's danced with you in the sunshine and held the umbrella for you in the rain. Someone who said, get dressed up, sis. We're going dancing. Someone who's always been there, but maybe you were just a little too distracted with what was going wrong to truly appreciate that that person was showing up for you every day. Well today's the day to reach out to her as soon as you hear my theme music i want you to run don't walk to your phone and pop her a text better yet give her a call if she doesn't answer go old school on her ass and leave a voicemail help make it ridiculous because that love right there that's the good shit hello sunshine you just popped into my head today and i was thinking about all the ways you've shown up in my life thank you for being in my corner Thank you for giving me all your good advice and showing me love, even though I never take your advice. <laughs> I guess I'm just calling to say, I love you, bitch. This week, Ricky, my sister, Shannon Man, and the Lizzo Ticket Prize winner will all be celebrating this girl tribe. We'll be at the concert in the third row beside the stage, dressed in orange, of course, twerking our little booties off. I cannot wait. Please keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram story because you know I want you there with me. In the next few weeks to come, we've got some seriously cool topics to cover building your tribe, the perks of dating broke guys. You heard me right. And why I think being a boss babe might be overrated as fuck. So come back now, you hear? If you have a friend you love, could you pretty please send this episode to her? I hear every time you share this podcast, a lonely girl finds a bestie. It's true. Thank you so much for pressing play. Now, please your girlfriend go be your most fabulous selves and don't forget to spread that badass big lash energy everywhere you go